Oh hey, I'm Emily and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. This is so silent. All right. <laughs> what? All right. That's very, All right em. that's a very weird way to start. <laughs> like an episode of Towie. You're right, yeah, darling. All right. You're right. All right. Right, babe. Right, How you doing? Imagine if we spoke like that. Do you think people would listen to us? That's really, really mean. <laughs> <laughs> Since we are from Essex, we can't mock it too much for that. You right, Rach? How you doing? Yeah, I'm right, babe. How's it going, babe? Oh, yeah, I got, got a pedicure today. It was really nice. Did I get a pedicure? Yeah. Did ya? What colour? Oh, oh, like, really nice. I'm oh, just carrying on. <laughs> <laughs> Could literally run and run. <laughs> ombre, yeah. Oh my God, I'd love an ombre. Oh, I never, ever, ever get manicures. Like, my no, nails are like oh. the nails of a 12-year-old boy, as my colleague kindly told me the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. I would have cried. Um... Yeah, but the thing is, when you put stick things on them and then you take them off, you you just left with a really crusty, hideous nail, and yeah. then you want you know you're stuck in the cycle. You're stuck in the beauty you're stuck cycle. In the crusty Can't get nail off. cycle. Yeah, you are. Oh god. Anyway, lovely, lovely anyway. Images. Um, hi everyone. Welcome. Welcome to episode nine of series two of Gap Your Diaries podcast. Oh. Um, if you're new here, just to catch you up, we are two best friends from the UK rereading our ludicrously verbose blogs from when we went travelling 11 years ago and we're currently reliving our time in the second country of our trip, Peru. Uh, so if you're a fan of um, incredibly low quality pictures from a digital camera, you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Podcast, where we put out the original unfiltered, unedited pics from our trip rachel and i just want to say that we are now on facebook so and oh my god it's like 2008 <laughs> on facebook yep it really we're is also um, on bebo <laughs> yeah we're on we're on myspace but no we're not on any of those platforms i don't think they exist but hilariously i couldn't even get the username so it's just at gabier diaries podcast because i couldn't <laughs> enter the t <tea. laughs> that is so funny podcast uh and we'll be on tiktok as well so you can follow us there at gap year diaries podcast on tiktok good grief 30 year olds on tiktoks lord help us recap on the last episode so last week we finally finally began to hear of our inca trail trek it was not a myth everyone (laughs) beginning with the day of hiking mostly on the deceptively named inca flats led by the world's surliest tour guide and wearing the planet's most ridiculous hats (laughs) (laughs) they were the planet's most ridiculous hats um and hopefully you've all seen them now as you've been on the instagram you've seen quite how ridiculous they were irl instagram 
on the Instagrams. Um, so just to overview today, what we're going to be talking about today, um, today we embark upon the uber challenging day two of the Inca Trail Trek, which includes having to take on the dreaded dead woman's pass. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Um, well, okay. Today's blog was written by me, Rachel. Um, I'm going to read it all because it's nigh on impossible to make it sense otherwise, which is great because Emily wrote that and it really made me laugh. <laughs> I love how you, I love how you read that like a kid that's been told off, like you're told Today. to write lines. Like, I'm going to read it because it doesn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> As in, it does make sense, but it makes sense from my perspective really yeah. quite heavily than, than Emily's. It's very so. Rachel-centred, as you'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> when I read oh. it, I was like, okay, this is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> bonkers. Does he ask who sponsors this podcast? Okay. Yeah. He doesn't really. He really I don't does. know if that's he the should. <laughs> It's probably some sort of like... Um, defamatory thing to say (laughs) just a disclaimer Dizzy Rascal has absolutely no affiliation to this podcast whatsoever (laughs) other than we love it. before we get in any legal troubles over that Uh, lol right it says in highlighted yellow Rachel to read so I shall the day of torture and hell had finally arrived again forever extreme language um We were woken up this morning by a porter serving us a steaming mug of leaves and boiling water. These were the cacao leaves, not um, just random leaves plucked from a tree. (laughs) We Um, assume. (laughs) um, And for those just joining us, those are the leaves that help with altitude sickness. Breakfast was cakey bread eaten with plentiful spoonfuls of fanny jam. (laughs) Every time, it's still funny. A genuine, so fanny jam is a genuine Peruvian brand of jam, which provides many laughs. And I still remember to this day finding it in the supermarket and finding it the funniest thing I've ever seen. So immature. Like we had it on the table, didn't we, when we were having breakfast. And I think you and I were like, Rachel, fanny jam. pissing ourselves and obviously everyone else on our tour that was like a much more mature mental and physical age were just like (laughs) oh my god these children (laughs) but fanny means two different things in america fanny means bum and in the uk fanny means vagina so (laughs) jam from the vagina i mean it's just funny it's just asking to be laughed at you just said jam from the vagina on our podcast oh yes i did and i'm keeping it (laughs) as editor of this podcast i accept oh my god oh my god yeah but it's quite funny though because i guess the american members or and potentially also canadian members of our tour group of which there were many were probably like you know obviously could get why we found it funny to a point but i suppose for the one other british person lisa she was probably like i know why they're finding this quite so funny (laughs) (laughs) that I don't know. I'd love Rach. to know. Funny jam, good grief. Um, anyway, we were having that. So, um, Jose then briefed us on what today had in store. It was to include six hours of walking, arriving at the highest point of the trek, which was Dead Woman's Pass, which was situated at 4,200 metres. Yes, it was wheaters, not feet. Everybody keeps asking me that, so it's wheaters. <laughs> With lunch only served at the final campsite. Just as Emily and I were about to melt at this excruciating message of high physical demand, <laughs> along with no food, we were quickly given snack packs filled with delicious <laughs> goodies such as lollipops and sublime bars, which were Emily's new favourite chocolate snack, 
possibly more favoured than her sacred peanut M&Ms. And I love the fact that I wrote that because I remember being like, Emily, look. And what is a sublime bar, Emily? I don't know. Do you remember? I was going to ask you. Um, I, th- I, Well, I say I don't know. I do know because I looked it up. What I mean is, do you remember <laughs> what a sublime bar is? Clearly not because you're asking me. I researched no. it and I'll tell you. <laughs> But I remember that they tasted like polystyrene. They were not tasty. I don't think that was the Sublime Bars, I will say. I think those were the sort of weird, like, cereal bars. Um, The Sublime Bars, because I looked it up famously, they are like a Peruvian brand. And they they are made with, and this is in quotation marks, smooth milk chocolate and Peruvian peanuts. I don't know if Peruvian peanuts are a different kind of peanut to your average peanut or if it just means peanuts grown in peru either way they were peanuts um so yes potentially more favored than my sacred m&ms but still critically they include the same two ingredients chocolate and peanuts but yeah i don't remember eating a sublime bar but clearly they were a big part of my life back then do you remember eating one Clearly not because you thought it was polystyrene. (laughs) (laughs) Not hugely, but hearing Sublime Bars did bring me back to that moment of and the excitement as well of having a snack packs. Snack packs. Interesting how they're called Sublime Bars as well, because if they are sold mainly in Peru, like obviously that's an English title. Do you think Mm. Peruvians know what Sublime means? Well, you know, they use Fanny Jam. They're quite happy for any kind of branding going on their things, aren't they? Fanny Jam. Up for anything. But Emily, do you like the nuts? Because you are nuts. <laughs> wow. Great gag. How long were you holding on gag. to that gag? To just A long out? while. Ten long years. Um. I am nuts, indeed. <laughs> After breakfast and the usual overconsumption of everyone else's leftovers, lol, we packed up our bags and headed for Dead Woman's Pass. Yesterday, Emily's bag honestly felt like carrying the weight of a small child holding a brick inside. So I decided to rifle through to find what on earth she had possibly packed in it to make it so heavy. (laughs) The conversation went something like this. GCSE drama alert. Okay. Am I going to play myself? Uh, Yes. And I will play myself. Rachel. Love that. Cool. Great. Um, Okay. Me. Emily, this bag is ridiculously weighty. Are you sure there's nothing else inside it that you can't take out? No, this is everything I need. I can't possibly take anything more out. (laughs) Me, after searching through her bag. Emily, what is a Spanish translation book and a massive guidebook to Costa Rica doing in your bag? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think that I do do that thing in life where I just have like a base layer of crap in a bag that like doesn't register me to register to me as like actual things like it's just like a load of like bits and bobs that I just carry around with me and that's just sort of become part of the bag like I definitely have that in my bag from day to day life like there's just like sort of rubble in there of like just bit like broken pens um sort of a very 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 old packet of tissues an umbrella stable yeah just you know just stuff that I'm just like that's just things that are just always in the bag because the thing is like if they're not in the bag there's nowhere else for me to keep them like they don't have assigned (laughs) places anywhere other than in the bag so I think I just probably transposed that logic onto this um this knapsack that I was sporting but obviously that made you absolutely livid it did because I was so confused about why you had packed it because you just don't have any need for either of these things I mean maybe the Spanish translation book but the Costa Rica guide yeah obviously that was not necessary I accept that but (laughs) Um, I will point out as well the slightly different mindset to that because I have I'm quite um, 
I will get my handbag and I will make sure to clear it out like a couple of times a week. I'm really quite weirdly on that. But the things in the handbags just keep circling around, like orbiting around my other bag. So they don't really have an assigned place, but I hate carrying things I don't need on me. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just refuse to do it. Like you are just then carrying a bag of shit around with you. Yeah, it's essentially what I do for sure. Um, So during today's trek, Emily was set for a much more comfortable time. The beginning part was fairly steep but manageable and Clayton was happily steaming ahead as usual with his inappropriate sneaker footwear whilst angry Pedro was trudging behind us probably raging to himself in his yellow (laughs) t-shirt. I love how a yellow t-shirt has nothing to do with anything. It's just like something else for us to judge him for. I remember like we were very much in that vein at the time where we would just like, I don't know if people still do this, probably not because it's really stupid, but like you take... What, like if someone's wearing something you use it to like like ridicule them so like uh, if you were wearing sunglasses I'd be like alright sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> alright toe shoes that's why we're so yeah. obsessed with toe yeah. shoes alright so red long. jumper just so stupid <laughs> <laughs> so Pedro yellow t-shirt and um, inappropriate sneaker footwear trainers are fine but I just had these hulking I think you did as well Em or did we you had use converses no, we, we, we had, had work. no I actually for once in my life dressed appropriately for the occasion though. <laughs> I can't imagine you without those converses did you really have walking shoes good grief those converses is just what my feet look like Rachel those are my bare feet <laughs> yep they really are <laughs> you had converses inside your walking shoes I did yeah <laughs> and guidebooks inside my rucksack yeah <laughs> Oh, such a traveller at heart. <laughs> the views did not disappoint and were still just as stunning as they were yesterday. As we arrived at our first resting point, it was rewarding because after being hidden behind the shady green jungle foliage with a picturesque stream flowing alongside the path, just around the corner was a magnificent view of towering mountains with misty clouds encircling the very peaks of the tops. Oh, wow. I remember that. I remember the (laughs) colours, the vividness. Yeah, I Mm. do as well. Yeah, obviously there was stunning scenery. And as you quite rightly point out, we have not really mentioned it thus far, which is classic blogs. Um, But yeah, it really was quite beautiful. And to go around that corner and see that kind of vista, it was one of those moments where you were like, because I think it's quite easy to to like just get stuck in your own head as you're walking and just sort of fixating on putting one foot in front of the other, especially when it's a little bit physically exerting as it was. But like, that was one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, wow, we are actually like in an incredible place. We're Mm. actually here. And you just felt really present and in the moment that the very weight of the view really bestowed on you yeah exactly yeah emily was in a state of bliss at the prospect of eating her <laughs> sublime bar i think i said at the time you're sublime with your slob sublime loss <laughs> you said that at the time did you i, did. <laughs> I mean that sounds likely because we were so exhausted <laughs> that's probably what sublime. i heard <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> what I was going to say is, I'm. Sh- I think I said to you, "Are you sublime with your sublime bar?" Oh, <laughs> what a gag! <laughs> Good what one, a gag. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so tired. I couldn't think of anything better to say. Um, once we had rested up and Trevor's camera was in full swing, we headed up into the jungle part of the trek. It was atmospheric and tranquil, broken only by the incessant panting and spluttering from the never-ending upward staircase in front of us. Yeah, like, that was us, panting and spluttering, just to clarify, not the (laughs) never-ending staircase, (laughs) as much as it's written to the contrary. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep, sorry, that was my uh, verb agreement, I reckon. That was just not playing oh, ball. Rachel, come on, your verb agreements. Come on, get, get them in on check. <laughs> Emily Clayton and I had Clayton. Split... <laughs> <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> like a futuristic robot the clayton 3000 <laughs> i was just thinking that it's so crazy um right well emily clayton clayton and i had split into our own cool crew and were shockingly ahead of most of the group we stopped for regular breaks and our conversation with clayton whiled away the time nicely However, it was increasingly tough and fatigue was slowing us down along with the constant stream of lies about time and distance from Jose. <laughs> constant stream of lies. <laughs> Such vitriol. Knives out for Jose. I bet it's like <laughs> stream of lies. It was probably just like rough estimates rather than actual <laughs> ma- malicious lies that we were just like, why is he... Yes, but I'm a very literal person oh, and I need to I have exact times of things. I know, but it's not like I wouldn't have also referred to it as that, Rach. It's just like <laughs> another example of us being wildly overdramatic. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, finally, after one and a half hours, two Lucozade tablets and three packets of Oreos later, we finally reached Dead Woman's Pass. Not. It was many more hours. Oh my god. I love this 1990s use of nat. <laughs> the climb up was, to put it bluntly, endless. After about two hours. To put it inaccurately, endless. <laughs> endless, and then immediately saying two hours, which yeah. is a finite amount of time. Um, after about two hours, just before getting to the top, I decided to be a massive legend. We had been warned time and time again about the significant rise in altitude and how we must proceed with caution and take it at a slow, steady pace. Well, this did not register in the mind of Rachel. I'm such a legend, Claire Hunter. (laughs) I love how you referred to yourself as that. I think that's the only time I really have before or since, but it didn't make me laugh. Well, Rachel, I'm such should, a legend, I Claire think you Hunter. Should continue. I think you should um, <laughs> introduce yourself as that. On the last 50 steps or so, we were very close to the top and excitement was building. At that point, I came up with the brilliant, ingenious idea of trying to reach the top in the fastest time we could with no breaks. <laughs> brilliant. Mutual agreement followed this idea of reaching it in the fastest time, despite Emily looking bewildered. (laughs) I often do. (laughs) But we powered on up in an enthusiastic state of mind, eager to get to the top and feel heroic when we had finally conquered it. I say we, it really was singular me on this. (laughs) Yeah, Clayton and I had absolutely no stake in this whatsoever. (laughs) This lasted for all of 30 seconds until Emily simply stopped. I, on the other hand, continue, sorry. I, on the other hand, continued to push through whilst becoming more and more breathless, my muscles aching and my heart feeling like it was about to explode from sheer exhaustion. Emily even commented afterwards that I looked as if I was going to fall backwards off the mountain. <laughs> When I finally got up to the point, I thought I was going to throw up. It wasn't really worth it. I certainly was a dead woman at Dead Woman's Pass. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah. So how I was feeling in this is I wanted it to be this incredible montage that I would look back on and reflect and be like, yes, I climbed it. I did it in the fastest time. 
and I'll get back I'll circle back to that later on in the episode but for now Emily what did what was going through your mind as I was being enthusiastic legend um I mean it's sweet that you thought that you'd like generated some enthusiasm from I can't speak for Clayton I can't I certainly can't speak for Clayton 11 years later but it was cute that you thought that like I was fully behind you in this because at no point was I I think you said this idea and my brain went yeah okay Rachel off you go I'll continue with my um little pattern I've built up of walking for 10 steps and then sitting down for five minutes (laughs) um so I just watched you charge off and I remember just thinking like she's mad she's literally mad (laughs) And then when I've written like, or you've written even, I've written, when you've written that you, um, that I said that it looked like you were going to fall backwards off the mountain, like Mm. that genuinely is what it looked like. And also, I don't think we've said this before, but on the Inca Trail, and this may have changed now, because obviously as famously, this was 11 years ago, but um, there were no like, there was nothing to stop the sheer drop off the side of the mountain. And obviously it wasn't always a sheer drop. It depended what bit of the hike you were doing. Mm. But quite a few bits of the trek, you could easily just tumble off the side of the mountain. Like, (laughs) genuinely, you could. Um, And Rachel, at that point, literally looked like a candidate for tumbling. And I was like... (laughs) I remember thinking, like, I am concerned about Rachel's safety, but I'm also really tired. obviously if i thought you were actually gonna fall i would have like like adrenaline would have kicked in but i do remember thinking like oh god i'm not sure this is a good idea but the thing is with you is that once you've got this determination within you there's very little that anyone else can do so i was just like okay fine just let her get on with it and i was just like you know focused on just trying to get myself to that top point because it was so steep it really was i don't think we've explained it very well in the blogs like i don't think we've explained any of the ink trail very well in the blogs you or i but like genuinely it was so steep up to that point of dead woman's pass it really really was such an incline and at such high altitude you had to use really your top thighs yeah and i don't have any top thighs so that was really hard for me but um rachel you obviously do have a lot more muscle because you are just generally a fitter individual but yeah it was it was it was yeah for me i was just like i tapped out in all honesty, it was an absolute miracle that I got to the top. Do you think I was suffering with some sort of altitude delusion? <laughs> Delirium. <laughs> Delirium, yeah. Very possibly, yes. <laughs> possibly was, just got it into my head that I thought I could do this and I had this idea of me yeah. and you achieving it together and having a laugh and be like, we did it, well, but that, really that was not the reality. <laughs> I was hating it and I thought I've got to carry on because I've staked, I've staked my claim now. I've yeah. got to get to the top. And the altitude did kind of at points make your eyes go a bit funny, didn't it? Like it made some yeah. stars in front of your eyes and yes. like that in and of itself was really quite scary and I think like a few times I was like fuck yeah I, like this is intense I really need to go easy um but you know you did do it you did make it you didn't push yourself too far just um, just and Clayton I just... and I did arrive at Denwoman's Pass I don't know how much later than you it wasn't that much later maybe a few minutes but we did get there together in essence um, you saw me on a as a pile of a human on the yeah, floor, sort of panting. Like limp. <laughs> yeah, I was so limp. Um, <laughs> pile of a human. It was also as well. It wasn't just there's dead woman's pass. It was you know oh is it that peak? No, it's not. It's it's further yeah, on. It's higher yeah. up. It's further on. It's like when um, you're trying to reach a summit and you keep thinking it's the summit, but no, it's not. 
no it's not and then mm. you know that really dampers your feel so maybe I just thought oh well we've seen it now so let's gear up the energy let's mm. go for it mm. um but no neither of you sensibly were on board and looking back I think that was a very dangerous thing to do so I don't was, recommend yeah. running up steps something so high 4,000 meters above sea level no. um to reach a point any quicker because you know you and Clayton got there meandered up there had a leisurely stroll <laughs> I don't think there was me dying on the floor it was less it was more leisurely than yours <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it, it it was, but don't 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 do that. That was incredibly don't dangerous. Do it, kids. I'll speak more about that later on. But anyway, let's continue. After enjoying a long rest and ample amounts of water and various flavoured biscuits, our trio I sound very like Harry Potter from the trio. Harry, Ron and Hermione. <laughs> which we really were. <laughs> Clayton well, was a bit ginger. <laughs> yes, and that's the only way in which we were similar to Harry, Ron and Hermione. Oh yeah, no, there was two men and not two girls, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Our trio headed downwards. Hooray! No more uphill. Except it was raining on the way down, which made the steps slippery and it was just as steep, if not steeper than the climb up. We slipped and slid our way downwards with the occasional odd fall. <laughs> I love how casually we refer to like occasional odd fall. <laughs> like just casually we <laughs> just tumbled there. down. Um, yeah, I do remember that because our legs were obviously so wobbly from like the uphill struggle <clears throat> to Dead Woman's Pass. And going yeah. downhill, your legs do get a bit jellyish anyway. So it was kind of mm. like turbo jelly legs. Mm, oh I like that turbo jelly legs and I remember being slightly behind you and watching you and Clayton you were some sort of upright mountain goat you didn't even take your hands out of your pocket you were just doing it all through your legs whereas me I was like flailing my arms around trying to keep my balance I think you turned to me and said why are you using your arms so much (laughs) (laughs) what the hell are you doing (laughs) and I was like how are you not how are you so upright and okay with this and I am struggling and using as many limbs as possible maybe Rachel because I didn't push my myself to sort of my physical absolute boundary <laughs> getting to the top of dead woman's pass maybe because i like you know had some sort of pacing about it but <laughs> nope no pacing once down at the campsite it was still raining but something that cheered us up was the amazing <laughs> outfit peter was wearing the most womanly legs and what looked like flippers on his feet <laughs> Oh my god, so oh. Peter was one of our group members, he was one of the older couple, oh no they were brother and sister, Julia and Peter, and they were the oldest in our group, <laughs> Peter, Peter, most womanly leggings, and what looked like flippers on his feet, I remember that we even used one of our sacred images, because remember that we had to ration our photo taking because we forgot to charge our cameras, we, we had a used... hundred photos in four days, yeah, and like two bars of battery, and we yep. literally felt peter's outfit was worthy of us to, like using some of that power and image to take a pic <laughs> so bloody mean but i think it was because he was wearing these like figure hugging leggings it sort of accentuated the massive shoes trying to stick up for our younger selves i don't think it was like we thought the notion of a man like dressed in something no. slightly feminine was funny i think it was just the silhouette he cut i would say yes yeah it was just quite surprising because he was such a you know 50 yeah, year old quite a, manly he was older white than that. man I think he was more like 60 in his oh, 60s but okay. he was yeah he, you're right he was very like buttoned up and quite yeah quite reserved but yeah this outfit was just a real departure from the norm and we found it obviously very humorous <laughs> so much so we took a photo um 
So we were just so tired upon reaching the site that after an amazing lunch, me and Em snuggled down in our safe and dry tent to watch the second episode of Inbetweeners on Emily's tiny iPod screen. Oh my God, I remember this. And I remember how absolutely minuscule the screen was and we both had to like squint to watch it. Because um, uh, this is mentioned in the prologue episode, but I had downloaded, I think, three or four episodes of the British um, TV comedy show that was very big at the time called uh, The Inbetweeners. And I downloaded those purely because I thought that they would stop me feeling homesick, which is a ludicrous notion in and of itself. But um, Rachel and I obviously were like, we need to watch some Inbetweeners. Like, we're in the most beautiful, incredible plays, <laughs> like one of the new wonders of the world. Time to watch The Inbetweeners. <laughs> On fairness, it was dark outside, so we couldn't True. really see anything because it was at night that we were doing this. We had but it was else super cute. It was a very <laughs> bonding experience being in that tent. It was. You're so right. It was. It was very like, um, yeah, cozy and quite. Yeah. yeah, it felt like we sort of shut the world out. Mm, it was really cozy. We had those little where you put the light at the edge and the little yeah, pocket. Yeah, the little uh, pocket for the torch. It was only a few weeks later we were told that this certain campsite is haunted by a well-known ghost. <laughs> oh I love, I love that phrasing. Like it really made me laugh when I read it. Like, oh hey, danger campsite ghost. How are you? How's the wife? How are the kids? <laughs> well-known <laughs> i think i must have meant like well-known i know yeah i know what you meant i absolutely us, know what you meant but the <laughs> phrasing just made me laugh the turn of phrase was lost mm. as legend goes pulls its victims from their securely zipped tents down into the depths of the mountains never to be seen again there have been 10 disappearances in 60 years and the porters tie themselves together in order to protect each other if one is attacked by this demon ghost. That is frightening. Yeah, it's so strange because clearly they like believe in this ghost enough to tie themselves together um, mm. and like to take it that seriously. But the fact that they didn't mention it to us, I think is really odd because it's like, if you believe so clearly that that demon ghost could drag people from their tents, you don't really want people to be dragged from their tents when they're like, on a tour that you're kind of you know affiliated with it's not very good for business so I I kind of I remember sort of pondering that afterwards I was like oh no they didn't tell us that but I guess like obviously if they had told us they'd have had like a group of hysterical um like tourists on their hands which obviously is not ideal yeah I think so I do kind of see I kind of see the logic however do you remember like one of the people in our group that we just famously weren't as keen on her her tent was the only one that got sodden Oh yeah, we found. And um, really we were funny. like, maybe that was the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> so silly. Oh dear, very silly. Nonetheless, we had not been told about these severely concerning tales at this point, and us gimps in a tent happily <laughs> messed around and kept others around us wide awake by telling each other juvenile ghost stories and laughing in our oblivious state. What idiots! <laughs> Gimps in a tent. <laughs> Horrible phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, we got to sleep rather sharpish after remembering there was another hearty day of trekking to complete before reaching the enchanted Machu Picchu. Ooh. Oh. oh, cute. And that's the cute. end of that vlog. There we are. We got to the end. Wow. Um, yeah, so we learned quite a few things and uh, some lessons and some best people, which we're going to get on to now. Emily, who was your best person we met slash favourite memory with a person? Well, I think um, obviously 
a lot a, a large portion of this day was spent just you me and Clayton because we'd kind of like fractured ourselves away in our little as you said trio our Harry Potter trio <laughs> and so most of the day was spent just the three of us so I think I would have to say um obviously just ch- trekking and chatting with Clayton um and I'm sure that like in my mind at the time um what was happening was a lovely sort of cultural exchange of like learning about each other's like homes and each other's worlds from Canada to the UK and sort of cut like a montage of shots of us laughing and joking <laughs> and like tapping each other's on the shoulder and having a lovely time but in reality it was probably just Rachel and I just yammering away about like inaccessible <laughs> crap whilst Clayton like just silently wished he was tracking with literally any other member of the group but um I do remember it so clearly <laughs> and I think you were possibly reciting and that whole episode of in between is most likely <laughs> oh my god almost almost certainly but um whatever way you slice it I'm sure Clayton was not having a fun time but you know he hung out with us faithfully bless him I think because we were literally as always as we've said many times on this podcast people hang out with us usually purely due to lack of other options and I think because we were like the only younger people on this tour Clayton just felt like he should hang out with us as opposed to his own parents but bless him he was probably not having a fun time (laughs) (laughs) poor 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 Clayton poor Um, Clayton Rach what was your best person slash favorite memory with a person other than me so um because these blogs were really quite long we do have to edit them down I know that sounds surprising um <laughs> what <laughs> what really <laughs> we edit these and they were seriously longer than this yes it actually is <laughs> they um, were more nonsensical than how they are when we read them out absolutely were um but there was a great little moment uh that a little bonus extract that really made me laugh I had forgotten it but I remembered it now um so just at the point where we were Going on our downhill, we were wobbling around, my limbs were flailing. I wrote this. At this point, a casual stoned Peruvian waltz up to Clayton, grabbed his long flowing hair in an awed style and said in Spanish, you have hair like Jesus, and then just continued on his merry way. <laughs> I just loved it. He said it in Spanish, um, did he? Apparently he said it in Spanish. He must have translated. But it was the way that he kind of grabbed Clayton's locks and just kind yeah. of billowed them up for him. <laughs> <laughs> you have hair like Jesus. And that was all he said. And he just walked off again. And we actually, never saw him ever again. I do actually remember that. Like that has actually what do you remember? screaming back to me. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that exactly as you say it. I don't remember me having to translate it. I don't remember it being a sort of delayed lol for you two. But... Um, I do, but I do remember it happening for absolute sure because he was walking the other way up the stairs. Yeah, he was. We, we found odd, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> and he was quite clearly stoned because you can obviously tell when someone's stoned. Often yeah, his eyes were red. Um, but yeah, it was. I do remember it. I do remember it clearly. That is a a, a lovely memory. <laughs> it was a lovely memory and it just made me laugh so I had to include it because I saw your memory of Clayton and I think I just remember having really really nice again conversations with him and enjoying his company (laughs) classic thing in our minds not necessarily in Clayton's minds (laughs) yeah poor Clayton suffering through um Emily my dear my love my all what was your lesson (laughs) the lesson I learned the lesson lesson I learned I think was um so because I'm like famously quite lazy physically and famously not very sporty famously not very physically gifted I think I'd never before like felt that sort of sense of like physical achievement as I did when we reached Dead Woman's Pass um and 
yeah obviously you know as we've referenced before Rachel and I I don't want to brag but we did do the race for life um <laughs> whilst we were still at school uh, you know no big 5k deal, 5k 5k which we trained for for about six months um, <laughs> yep pretty good stuff but yeah so um that was pretty much the only thing I'd ever done that had a sort of like physical end goal and I think this dead woman's past was like the next thing and I think obviously because as the running theme of um the whole of these blogs and indeed our trip is obliviousness we didn't quite realize like how high up dead woman's past was in and what that would mean in terms of how hard we'd find it and how much it would affect our ability to take in oxygen and da 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 so I think like when we were actually presented with it and I was in the middle of doing it, I was like, Jesus, this is actually like incredibly challenging. And like when I achieve this, I am going to feel some kind of a rush. And indeed I did. And when we got to the top, I really did remember feeling like pretty invincible. And we've got this amazing picture because it was like incessantly drizzling the whole time. I remember but we've got this amazing picture of us at the top. Rachel, obviously, of course, wearing the broke back straw hat. Um, <laughs> and I was wearing um, my North Face jacket with the hood up. So I sort of looked a little bit egg-like <laughs> in the head area. Um, and both of us are sort of doing like a strong man pose. And I remember the rush when we were taking that picture. I really did feel like I I'd achieve something quite cool and also well done for both of us for achieving that point i would say snaps for us snaps for us <laughs> snaps for younger us and um, what was your lesson you learned don't ever run up a very <laughs> steep incline with little atmosphere floating around uh, my idea behind running up as fast as i could was to feel exhilaration but instead i felt terror splitting across my heart oh, dizziness God. and the feeling of appreciating oxygen and knowing that it wasn't to hand which is mm. a which was the first time i really grasped that notion and it's very odd to be actively seeking something you naturally take for granted and is there all the time. Mm. Um, and it's not like running where you could just pause, regain your breath eventually and then continue on with your life. This was like a panic. But this panic was imprinted in my brain of, oh my God, I need oxygen and there isn't enough of it. Yeah, um, that's And so feeling true. very stupid and looking back probably quite pleased that you didn't join me with that Mm. um and we yeah it's like I just ignored all the training I had and just had this this idea in my head I wonder if I was slightly uh, um hallucinating or (laughs) I got in a dizzy adrenaline rush and I just went for it but I'm pretty sure when my mum and dad hear this they ain't gonna be happy no (laughs) no it's not one Soz. Um and the second Bless time you. I've ever felt that was scuba diving because you mm. only have a limited amount of oxygen and it's above you mm. and it's quite difficult to access if you really need it. Uh so yeah, that was that that was my lesson. Just be careful when you're playing around with altitude. <laughs> playing around. <laughs> it's not a toy. <laughs> Don't fuck with altitude, kids. Yeah. It'll screw you over. Yeah, no, I think that's um that's a good lesson. But uh yeah, I I mean it, you learnt it too late because you'd already got to the top of Dublin's Pass and we're literally yeah. like absolutely in a whole other world of delusion. <laughs> God knows what you thought were ha- was happening during that photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never done it since. I I still remember that lesson, like don't, you know, take your time around high places and mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah absolutely um yeah no thank you very much everybody for listening uh that was our episode so um you can subscribe follow share us with a friend follow us on instagram at gapia diaries podcast we are now on facebook we are now on tiktok so come <laughs> find us there facebook. 
In the next episode, we will take on the final full day of trekking, encounter more Satan's own toilets, and cause a <laughs> riotous commotion by torchlight at the third campsite. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Oh, I remember uh, the riotous commotion. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Still remember um, the feels from that day. Oh, the feels. Oh, the feels. Um, and guys, also, did you, oh, did you see our poll question this week? Woo! And even more, did you answer it? Um, <laughs> Um, so we do this every week on a Monday we put out a little um, poll question on our Instagram page and we just ask you to vote on all manner of questions to do loosely with travel but also just to do with Rachel and I and our own stupid uh, experiences and so this week's poll question will be have you ever trekked higher than 4,200 metres? We're going back to the, the the Essex way that we started. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my I've, god! Oh my god! I have literally, literally trekked so much higher than four thousand two hundred meters. Oh my god! Meters, I literally like, like turned oh around and there I was. Oh my god, darling! 4, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Hundred percent. Yeah, so good, darling. Yeah, I'd so recommend. good. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, all right, darlings. Well, we can love you and leave you now. So have very nice evenings. Yeah, um, have a lovely evening, babes. Love Rachel, it. I love the face you do when you do this accent. <laughs> Obviously, our listeners won't know it, but it pleases me. <laughs> it pleases me endlessly. All right, babes. Love you all. All right, babes. All right, love, love you, you, darling. Love you, honey. Love Bye. you, honey. Bye. Bye.